podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to AI Scouted on Anfield Index Pro. I'm Dave Hendrick, joined today by not only Mr. Carl Matchett, but also Mr. Guy Drinkle. We'll start with you, Carl. How are you, sir? Furious, Dave. Furious. Just because you've turned up bright and bubbly, expecting everyone to be on time and have done their work, and you've got loads done. It, it just doesn't apply across the board just because you found your one day a year. <laughs> I am fucking flying today. I think I'm inspired by yesterday being Independence Day. Saw all the flags and decided that's a bit of me. So I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm on top of my game today. Uh, Guy, how are you today? I am underprepared because I did this five seconds ago, so that's fine. I don't, I don't even have my microphone plugged in. That's I may, fine. <laughs> I may scramble about in the background, so my voice changes. That's why. Well, today we are going to do a question from Matt JT on the Discord scenario for a future pod. If there was an MLS style expansion draft for a new twenty first. Premier League team, and you have to select one player from each club, but each club can protect what they believe to be their optimal starting 11 from being selected. Who would you select from each club? What would be your starting 11? And where do you think this team would finish in the table? So I guess the best way to do this is just to go alphabetically from Arsenal through to Wolves. Would that be fair, Carl, or, or do, did you want to go by the league table from last year? No, alphabetical is absolutely fine. Cool. Now, we've agreed to use last season's Premier League teams and squads um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, we didn't want any Luton players because why on earth would you? And number two, we couldn't really be arsed to spend all that much time on Burnley and Sheffield United. We know what we had last season, so we're going with those. Uh, so let's start with Arsenal. And the rule is here, if if we take the same player, that's fine. We're each building our own individual teams. But if we take the same player, that's fine. I've said to Carl, I think we might have somewhere between four and six who are the same. Um, Guy has done his in the last few minutes, so I don't know what he's going to have. We could get some madness here. From Drinkle, if he tries yeah. to sneak in Albi Moreno, we're throwing him off. Um, but let's start with Arsenal and Carl. Let's go to you first. Who do you have from the Gunners? I have. Um, I'm, I'm immediately regretting my choice. I'm, we haven't even started yet, and I want. I want to change it. My God, this is going well. No changes. No backsies. Who do you have? <laughs> I have right. 
You've made a mess of this, haven't you? <laughs> I've started atrociously, let's be honest. Right, I've got Emil Smith Rowe. Oh, well, that's a good start. I uh, know, I know. I changed it just before I told you. <laughs> who did did, you have is the real question my my initial my initial pick was uh, Kieran Tierney and then I had a very 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 late minute change of heart over formation and I've gone for Emil Smith-Rowe and uh, poor poor Kieran is left circling the parking lot with nowhere to go he he is Peter Odenwingy standing at your office door asking to be let in I don't hate the Tierney pick because he's a good player I do think he's one of the 10 best left-backs in the league, and probably better than that. He's probably in the top six left-backs in the league. But yeah, for, for me, I went for Emil Smith-Rowe as well. I think he's an outstanding young player, and it baffles me the way Arsenal continue to be linked with more and more attackers and wide players and attacking midfielders like Kai Havertz, and they have this absolute gem sitting there and they're not using him. Uh, Guy, who have you gone for from Arsenal? Uh, neither of them people. <laughs> uh, I went for Tommy Asu because I didn't think of any other right backs. No, that's fair. I think Tommy Asu is a good pick. I think he's a good player. Uh, right, Guy, we'll stick with you. Who have you got for Aston Villa? FC. Right. You said you didn't want any Luton players. But his name is Marvellous, and it's Marvellous Nick Amber. <laughs> Do you know, I thought Villa, Villa's my least favourite pick of the entire thing. My least favourite one. Because I think outside of their best 11, the squad is fairly crap. Um, I've got Leander Dendonker, who, who I, I, I'm not keen on at all, but that's who I've gone with. Carl, uh, who do you have from Villa? Uh, uh, astonishingly, we both have Leander Dendonka. I can't believe that, to be perfectly honest, but there you go. <laughs> Are you as as uh, as meh about the pick as me? Um, I mean, I originally had Diogo Carlos, who I can't stand, and then I figured, well, we're not including injured players like Ben Tancur is outside Tottenham's top 11 by minutes played, but it's purely because of injury. Probably the same applies with Carlos, so yeah. I had a look around the rest of it, and yeah, it was very, very uninspiring. I initially wrote down Coutinho, but there were about 700 better recent uh, attacker mids than him, so then Donker it is. Cool, right. So we, we are now two for two. I've said between four and six. I have a feeling we're going to be three for three on the same here. I've gone for Julio and, and CISO as my Brighton pick. We are three for three. There's no way I was not getting him. And Guy, who do you have? Well, I thought he'd technically be a starter because he basically played the second half of the season. So I went with um, Webster at centre-back, who i probably in there in minutes, but I, when Deserby got settled in, it definitely seemed to be Colwell and Dunk as the first choice. So yeah, no, I, think that, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Right, Carl, on to Brentford. And who are you going for? Uh, I have gone for the lesser spotted Christopher Ayer. Um, really, really good first season at Brentford. Lost his place and then obviously a system change last season sort of left one extra spot fewer to go for when he was fit. So I think there's you know plenty of reason to think that he's a decent enough Premier League centre-back good at playing out and uh, for my system I think he'll work nicely Carl Matches, we are four for four 
Oh. I also have Christopher Eicher. Uh, Guy, who do you have? I have Johan Wissler. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I like Wissler. I think he's a good player. Uh, we'll stick with you for Bournemouth. Who have you got? That's a fantastic question, isn't it? To get that Who are you accepting from Bournemouth? Um, who's that d- defensive mid? Rothwell? Is he a star? Joe Rothwell? Yeah, no, good player. Yeah, let's good go player. with him. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for Mark Travers. A uh, little bit of Irish blood in the squad, and he'll be my backup goalkeeper, so I'm happy enough. Carl, please tell me you've got somebody else. Oh, you know. You've got Mark Travers, don't you? I've got Travers as my second keeper, yeah. Right, so we're five for five. <laughs> um, next up is Chelsea. So we agreed that if a player was out on loan, he couldn't be protected. Levi Colwell spent last season out on loan, therefore he is my pick from Chelsea. And I'm almost certain this breaks the streak because I don't think you have him. No, I don't. I went for my first choice goalkeeper, and that is Eduard Mendy. So in he comes, and I have a number one. Perfect. Guy, who do you have from Chelsea? Uh, I have Pulisic, because I was doing it as an 11, and I needed a winger, and they have 1,700 wingers. So I just went with Pulisic over Ziyech, because who cares? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, Right, Crystal Palace, Carl, who do you have? Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. A fine question. Where is my Crystal Palace list? Oh, yeah, I have uh, Chris Richards, which I'm actually quite happy about as a, as a pickup. I don't know, we spoke about him not too rec- uh, not too long ago, actually, um, in terms of players who could make a big step forward next season. I, I think he's a very, very good young defender. Um, obviously, a good grounding from his time in Germany, let's say. Injuries and, well, the fact that Crystal Palace love a 700-year-old fullback of men- limited minutes so far. But he can play in the centre, he can play on the right. I am going for actually a three-man defence, so he's on the right of my three. I originally had him as my Palace pick, but I changed it to Ahamada because I wanted some depth in midfield. Uh, but yeah, I like I like Chris Richards. I think he'd be a good pickup, and I I, I think Ahamada has, has a lot of talent. Uh, Guy, who do you have from Crystal Palace? This one was a bit of a scramble, seeing as I'm half doing this live, but I picked a goalkeeper and I'm going to take Sam Johnston, who only became the number one towards, well, when Hodgson got in, really. So I picked him. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, Moving on then to Everton are up next. So I went back and forth on this a few times tried to convince myself that Amadou Onana, because Sean Dyche left him out of a few games at the end of the season, 
wasn't first choice, but had to accept that he is, in fact, first choice. Um, even though Calvert-Lewin wasn't in their top 11 for minutes, he is clearly there, starting at number nine. So I've actually gone with a pick that I really don't like here. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this player at all, but I just wanted a different option up front, so I've gone for Neil Mopé. Yeah, it's probably the hardest one. Speaking volumes. <laughs> I actually, because yeah. I've not get, got this far yet, and I have no idea who I'm going to pick. Um, wh- would you, because Yeri Mina basically kept them up at the end of the season, but I, he seemed to never be the plan to be in the team. Would he count? Yeah, you can have him because he's left. Yeah, so yeah. you can have Yeri Mina. Uh, Carl, who are you taking from the EV? I have gone for Mr. Versatile at the back, Ben Godfrey. Um, another one who didn't have a great season last year. Yeah, the injury. lost his place, but yeah, it is it's the injury. So I'm backing him to bounce back. Good speed, obviously, when he's at full fitness and uh, the versatility across the back means he's my left of centre. Yeah, good pick. Good pick. I did consider him as well uh, when, I, when I talked myself down from making an impassioned plea on Onana. Uh, so, Guy, you said you were going for Yeri Mina. Um, do you have your Fulham pick? I do indeed. I have Kazawa, the left back, who played about zero seconds. Perfect. Um, question to the panel. Obviously, Tim Ream was one of the starting centre-backs and Tosin and Diop tended to rotate the other role. Mm. What would the ruling be on who the starter was? Because I'm taking the other one. Adarabioyo played more minutes and more starts, so you've got Issa Diop. That's fine. I'll take Issa Diop. I don't mind him at all. Um, and who have you got from Fulham then? Uh, I've got a midfielder who should have been their starter and for whatever reason wasn't, so I've got Sasa Lukic. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a very good pick. Um, on to Leicester City. Carl, who do you have? Maybe the second least inspiring set of backups in the Premier League from last season. Probably a part of the reason why they went down. Uh, I needed depth in midfield, so I went for Nampalis Mendy because that's about as good as it got. Oh, dear. Mm. I went with Luke Thomas. I know he played more games at left-back, but in January they spent $19 on a left-back who then came in and started, which I think made Thomas the one they wouldn't keep. So I've gone for Luke Thomas and I'm happy to welcome him to my team as my starting left-back. Um, Guy, who have you got from Leicester? I have the same as you. I went with Thomas. I, I thought Christiansen would have been the first choice and if not, it'd probably be Justin as well. Yeah. Um, with Pereira. So yeah, I'd probably say back up. Um, on to Leeds. Guy, who have you got? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good question Guy announced uh, before, before the pod I've forgotten the entire lead squad Yes yeah, so, <laughs> so I did the first 11 I was like oh this is pretty hard And then I remember there's bad teams in the league <laughs> um, Leads um, What positions do I need I don't want a Leeds midfielder do I is Somerville a backup? Because he had that run where he's in the first team. I'd but say then he is, yeah, because he's not off the spot. Because like they're, they're most frequently used three behind 
was probably, or their, their first choice three behind the striker was probably like Harrison, um, Aronson, and Sinistera. Sinistera. Yeah, yeah, so I would say... Well, I would say we take Nonto instead. I was, I was going to say, I think Nonto probably above... Uh, yeah, I've got Nonto. I'll take Nonto well, over some him of above Aronson by the end. Yeah, that's true, actually. I'll, I'll stick with Somerville. He scored against Liverpool. I've basically got teams that players have scored against Liverpool with Wissa. So, you know, they'll be, they'll win one game this season, Matty. <laughs> true, true. I've got Nanto. Carl, who have you got? Um, I have gone for the uh, club captain who won't play a game, uh, Liam Cooper. Oh, yuck. Oh, dear. <laughs> Don't like him at all. <laughs> um, right, now on to Liverpool. Carl, who have you got? Thiago Alcantara. Is he not first choice, though? Did you watch any of Liverpool's games at the end of the season? Was he not injured, though? He wasn't in the second part of the season. No, he spent about 10 games on the bench watching Curtis Jones play. He's not, top, he's not top 10 by minutes or by starts or by watching the team sheets last season. If you're absolutely going to take him off me, that's No, fine. you can have him. You can have him. I feel like we should give him Naby Keita as a consolation prize. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we give him our tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, if you, yeah, if, if you want to fine. take him off me, that's fine. But be aware, James Milner will be my alternative. Oh, Jesus! No, you can have Thiago. Mil- okay. Imagine Milner and Liam Cooper on the team setting the standards. Um, guy, who have you got? I went with Jota. I think that's a good pick. Now I asked a question. Mo is the starting right winger. Diaz is the starting left winger. Who is Liverpool's starting striker? I'd say Gakpo. Has to be. Right, I've got Darwin in my team then. Oh, it's probably a better pick. No, Jota plays on the left better. Uh, Manchester United. I've gone for Jaden Sancho. And I'm I was going to go to with Jaden Sancho. But. 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 <laughs> By whatever wizardry, he's in the top 11 by minutes played. And he only started two league matches fewer than Anthony did. Yeah, but Anthony got there late, didn't he? He got injured for a couple of bumps. Yeah, as Sancho well. was in, a, in Netherlands for about three months. That's true. Yeah, but if we're looking at United starting 11, Sancho isn't in it. Like, it's Anthony on the right, Bruno is the 10, and Rashford on the left. Rashford had to play through the middle because Martial was out, which gave Sancho a bunch of games. But like, I would say Garnacho was probably ahead of Sancho in their pecking order. Vekhorst was ahead of Sancho at part of the season. Yeah. So they've, they've, just signed, yeah. they've just signed Mount as well. I, I, I think I'm. I think I'm just taking Sancho, and that's just it. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Who have you got? Who have I got? I've got um, Victor Lindelof actually. Oh, I like him. Oh, that's a good yeah, pick. I like, yeah, I do I like Victor Lindelof. I think he's very underrated. I think he's just been tarnished by having had to play with Harry Maguire for a few years and people don't realise that he's actually solid. When him and Varane played together, I thought they looked quite good. Uh, well, guy, him, and, you, him and Shaw was really good together. Him and Shaw were good together as well, again, even against City. like Yeah. Um, guy, who have you got? <laughs> I needed a midfielder. I've got Fred. <laughs> 
Everybody's favorite. You might, you might, might have been failed at the end of this. Yeah, is going to be spectacular. Both of us like Fred, so yeah, no, we do. To be <laughs> fair, <We laughs> it do. is. But you haven't seen my midfield complete yet. So no, but I've heard Marvin's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, um, Manchester City guy. Who have you got? Uh, Julian Alvarez. I do like that pick. I think that's a really good pick. I'm a bit jealous now that I didn't make that pick myself. Hmm. Um, Carl, who have you got? Julian Alvarez. Oh, fuck. I'm really <laughs> jealous that I didn't make that pick. I- I've gone for Calvin Phillips because I do think he's a really good player and I needed think, a midfielder, so I've gone for him. Do you think he's him. stuck in limbo for the season? Or do you think he'll get a loan somewhere? I reckon he probably gets a loan, but it might be January before he gets it. It all depends on what they want to do, I suppose. They've been quite slow to do anything this summer, which is unusual for them. Um, they've probably got four hundred million worth of transfers lined up. Uh, Carl Nottingham Forest. Um, <clears throat> the reason that I was twenty minutes late starting for this is because the of the length of Nottingham Forest squad <laughs> that I had to go through. Um, in the end, I've actually gone for Emmanuel Dennis, which I don't hate. Um, it was out of him and Nikati, basically. So that's yeah, I went for the attacking option. I also went for Emmanuel Dennis. So we now have six the same. That's your limit. That is my limit. So I'm wondering with five teams left, and I know we don't have crossover on at least one of them. Uh, Guy, who have you got from Nottingham Forest? Um, Name me a backup midfielder for Nottingham Forest. That isn't John Uh, Joe Shelby. Remo Freuler? That'll do. Him. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to Newcastle. Uh, Guy, who have you got? Now, I thought this one would be quite easy. Their squad's kind of crap. Yes, it is. So yes. I picked Kraft because I just needed a backup right back. And for the same logic, I picked Jamal Lewis because I needed a backup left back. Yeah. Carl? I wanted chaos, so I've got Alan Maximum. Oh, yes. Well, you do love you do love a winger that flatters to deceive and produces nothing ultimately. Uh, he Absolutely could be your Adama. I, I'm wondering, do you have Adama when we get to Wolves? That's my big, my big hope is that that's the card you're gonna you're gonna break out. Um, right, Southampton. Now I've gone for Tino Livramento. Now I know he missed a season with an ACL, but Kyle Walker Peters is their starting right back, and they've got Perot as their starting left back. So I do think Livramento's probably a backup. So I'm going to go with him. I mean, he, he seems to be halfway out the door already, right? So I think yeah. we can allow that, yep. Perfect. Uh, who do you have? Uh Dean Sulemana. Only in the team right at the end of the season once relegation was already confirmed. Uh, they opted to waste three months of him at least. Mm. I, I assume he will be a starter in the championship of his days, but he wasn't in the Premier League, so I've got him. Yeah, that's fair. And Guy... I was going to pick Gineppo because I thought Suleimano was a starter, but I will steal him off Cal as well. Yeah, you can take Suleimano. That's a good pick. Uh, on to Tottenham. I've gone for Yves Basuma, who oh, no, s- seemed to be persona non grata under Conte for some reason. I don't know why. Got injured then, missed a bunch of time. I think he's really good. And I think him and Calvin Phillips gives me the, the base I need in midfield, so I'm happy with them. What's all this building through midfield? Come on. Embrace the chaos like go. No, I've built a team. 
I've built a team. I'm happy. ready for <laughs> you, uh, Yeah. Did Tangy and Dumbler not tickle your fancy like me? <laughs> I know. I genuinely <laughs> did consider it. I was like, right, Calvin Phillips and Dumbler, that's not bad. If Dumbler does, does his work, it's He's not only on shirt on him from And I looked at the Spurs squad and saw Basuma. And I, I like Benton Kerr, but like Carl said, he was first choice. And I was like, because Hoysberg was starting more than Basuma. So I, I went with Basuma. So you've got End and Ballet. Carl, who do you have from Spurs? And please tell me it's not Richarlison. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. They've got four forwards. He's got himself tattooed in his own back. Yeah, I know. I'm going to get that lasered off before he joins into training. <laughs> Just leave the nearby bit on. I've, oh, I've got him earmarked for a slightly different role, so... For the bench. <laughs> right back. <laughs> no, no, a different role. He's in the team. That's true. Yeah, right back. He's going to play right back. He's going to launch crosses from left back and he'll come in at the back post. Uh, right. West Ham United. Uh, Guy, who have you got? I'm guessing this one will share is Ariola. I've got Ariola. I don't think Carl does. No, I don't. I thought you were going to go for this one, actually. So, obviously, when I knew you had Ariola coming in, I was surprised. But I have my uh, second choice, number nine, Skamaka. Yeah, I did consider it, but I had Darwin. So, I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, I did consider it. I did give him a strong look because I was going to go with the two of them up front. And I thought that'd be fun. But then my wingers would have to be different. I need crossers, and I don't have crossers. Um and finally, Wolves. Now, this player has just left Wolves to join Brentford, but I've gone with Nathan Collins. I know he played a bunch last season, but he did get dropped for Craig Dawson, and Lopetegui didn't seem to like him, so he lost his spot in the team, and he's now been sold, so Lopetegui's an idiot. Um, so I've gone for Nathan Collins. Same for me. And Carl. Adama Traore. Of course. Of yes. course. It had to be. It had to be. Well, so we had six the same, which considering we started off with the first five the same is a fair effort. Yeah, that's not bad in the end. So we had Smith Rowe, Den Donker, and CISO, Iyer, Travers, and Dennis the same. That's not bad. That's not bad. Right. Let's have your starting 11s. uh, Carl, who is your starting 11? Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> I have gone for a more structured version of Liverpool and Man City's 3-2-4-1 or whatever you want to call it, right? 
three, two, box three, whatever, whatever you want to describe it as yourself. So I've got Mendy in goal. I'm reliant here on pace in the wide areas of defence as well as aerial ability. So no no Andy Robbo's in this lineup. So I've got Chris Richards on one side and Ben Godfrey on the other and Victor Lindelof doing all the pointing and all the heading away in the middle. Now, my midfield does lack a little bit of pace and I'm really concerned if Thiago picks up any kind of injury. So, you know, three weeks into the season. But my double pivot there is is Lukic and Thiago. So it's fine in principle, but it needs me to have a lot of the ball because the four ahead of them, one has played wing back before, one has not, but they're both great when you get them running into space. So I've got Adama one side, I've got Smith Rowe and Richarlison as the tops of the box and St. Maximan on the other side. Now when I've got play, I reckon I'm doing all right there. Adama, I can count on to, to do lots of tracking back down the right, but probably you're going to need Lukic to fill in centrally in defence and Godfrey across to left back on the other side because St. Maximan hit a miss if we're being kind on the on the off the ball side. Uh, Julian Alvarez up front, obviously, to, to make up for at least three people who can't move in my team. You're, you're gambling a lot on having the ball a lot, but in fairness, I kind of am as well. Uh, Guy, what's your starting 11? I don't need the ball in this team. Um, I've got Ariola in goal, uh, Tommy Asu, Webster, Collins. To- Was Kazawa any good? About four years ago, he was. That'll do me. He's he wasn't good. after that. Was he, in, he was an attacking left back. Yeah, yeah. He, no, can, he, can, he can play left back. We're doing this back three nonsense thing. Uh, midfield, Ndombele, Nakamba, and Fred. He's, apart from Ndombele, you're getting harried by the two lads. And then my forward line is Pulisic, Alvarez, Jota, Alvarez, not Alvarez, uh, and, and Jota, which leaves me with a bench of Kraft, Visser, Kazau, uh, Thomas, I should say, I swapped them around, Rothwell, Johnson, Mina, Froiler, and Suleimana. Okay, I've got Ariola in goal, Livermento right back, Collins and Colwell as my centre backs, Luke Thomas at left back. I've got a double pivot of Phillips and Basuma. And then I've got Sancho on the right wing because I think Livermento and him will combine really well down the right. I've got Enciso as my sort of nine and a half, ten. Smithrow on the left. I think him and Thomas works well. And I've got Darwin up front. I actually really like my team. I do. The next question I've got for both of you, who is your manager? And it cannot be somebody who's currently working in the Premier League. So it has to be a sacked manager from the Premier League. A sacked manager from the Premier League or someone from a lesser league that's not like necessarily an obvious. Let's go with a let's just go with someone who's out of work at the moment. Is there enough is there enough good options? Fabio Capra. Frank Lampard. Oh, yes. Yeah. Just go out there and express uh, yourselves. Conte. Conte's a good pick. Yeah. Conte's a good pick. I could have said Benitez, but he's literally got a job last night. Who's he gone to? Celta Vigo. Celta Vigo. It's not a bad choice. Not a bad, not a bad landing spot for him. If we actually want Viego, he can do Coutinho 2.0. <laughs> That's a good shout. Get him in January. 
and come and shine down like for, for eight million. <laughs> you know, I'm taking as my manager. Who? Patrick Vieira. He would love this system. He's just got a new job, though. How has he? Where's he gone? Strasbourg. He's Chelsea's second choice manager. Yeah, he's the next, he's the next, the next <laughs> Chelsea manager. Yeah, no, Vieira would like that though. All right, no Vieira, and he and he'd scare Saint Maximum into doing a bit of running as well, which would be good. I just realised I picked Conte and I don't have a right wing back, and I've picked Endombele, who he, I assume hates with a passion. I can't take Conte because I'm playing a back four and he just his head would explode. That leaves you uh, Scott Parker then. Nah, I'm, picking no, Oli Gunnar, I'm picking Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Oh, you get Oli. Yeah. Carl's <laughs> gone Frank. <laughs> um, you can pick Nathan Jones. I definitely not pick Nathan <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Maybe Big Dunk might get, might get his third yes. win. Think so. I mean, to be fair, Graham Potter's probably the best. Who's I'll go. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Graham Potter. I'll take Graham Potter to four two three one. With Levi Colwell, who he's worked with, Basuma, who he's worked with, and Cecil, who he's worked with. I'll take Graham Potter for my team. He's worked um, with Fred on mine. It's fair. <clears throat> I've got Travers, Ager, Diop, uh, Lewis, Ahmad, Den Donker, Nanto, Dennis, and Mopay, who he also worked with. As a, as a bit of depth. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my team. Um, we have just had, because we've only been going half an hour or so, we have just had another question come in. So it's from um, Angry Alpha Mandrill. With all the mixed messages in regards to the midfield, do we need to panic yet? Um, so, Carol, I'll throw that one to you. Like, today we've had James Jimbo Pierce in the Athletic come out and say uh, Liverpool like Lavia, but they're not going to move for him. The price is too high. They'd only look for another midfielder if Thiago left, which just sounds like some James Pierce bullshit to me. What's your view on it? Like we've gotten Dominic in, we've gotten Alexis in. We've talked before, and you're you're I think aligned with me that we really do need to get a six because. While it might be okay to start the season with Fab and maybe even end the season with Fab, you're going to want someone that can rotate and play a lot through the body of the season and then ideally next season take over as the starter. We don't have anybody like that. Uh, We also had Paul Joyce write an opinion piece where he claimed that both Henderson and Thiago could play as a six despite evidence that Henderson can't play football and that Thiago literally cannot play as a six because it's a mess. Um, but we've had Neil Jones and David Lynch both say that a move for a move for Lavia could happen in the next little while. So what is your view on what A, needs to happen and what you think will happen? My, on what needs to happen is exactly what you've just said, as it has been all along. We need another midfielder. I, lo- I love very much the two who have come in, but neither of them have other than obviously pressing and retaining the ball and blah, blah, blah. Neither of them have innate defensive skill sets. That is what we were lacking last year. That's not gone away. So that is what we are lacking. Someone with either the athleticism and agility, which Fabinho is missing, or one to be a project uh, who can offer that, but you know have other skill sets along the way, like Lavia, for example. Um, as to what I think is happening or what we should make of what was said, my only response to that is, how many hours, how many days in between we like Solosly, but there's no way we're going for him to Solosly's side. 
for the yeah. full release clause. Yeah. Well, to put it to to put it into very clear terms, David Ornstein tweeted, "Liverpool have interest in Zob- in Sobosly." About five hours later, he tw- he tweeted, "Liverpool, ha- oh sorry, that Arsenal had agreed a fee for Declan Rice." Sobosly has been signed. He's done his medical. Everything's agreed. He's a Liverpool player. He's done all his pictures and all that. Been unveiled. The whole shebang, and only now are Arsenal actually getting to the point of being able to do a medical for Declan Rice. So it does show how very quickly our Sobos line move went, as opposed to what kind of the norm is. Um, My expectation is that there's one more to come in and that if Thiago were to leave, we would then potentially go and bring in a fourth. Um, What's your view on the Thiago thing, Carl? Like, because... For me, he's he's incredible. Like, he's an absolutely phenomenal player. And I don't want people to think I want him sold. I don't want him sold. I'd like us to extend him and keep him. But we're not going to extend him, which means he'll leave on a free next summer. And I'm sick and tired of watching money walk out the door for nothing when we are allegedly a sell-to-buy, self-sustaining club. We've seen... Emre Chan, Ginny Wijnaldum, Bobby Firmino, Naby Keita, Oxlade-Chamberlain and, and Divock Origi all walk out the door when they could have been sold a year earlier and we could have gotten money for them and used that money to replace them. I'm tired of watching players leave for free. I'm tired of us hanging on for players until they eventually leave themselves, even like we did with Mane. He should have been sold a year earlier. We might have got 60 million as opposed to the paltry 30 million we got from. So that's my logic in thinking that if a, if a good offer comes in for Thiago, 20, 25 million, we should take it and we should put that towards reinvesting into the squad. Because if he leaves next summer, there's no money to replace him. And we still have a bunch of other things to do that will take up money too, like replacing Gomez, replacing Matip, potentially Fabinho moves on and another one has to come in there, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, all of those things apply. And then if you want to add more financial, it's the salary that he's paid for not playing the same number of games that that salary should weight towards. And from just an on-the-pitch perspective, he's just one of the best midfielders. That's all that he is, and he has been for ages, but he doesn't play often enough for what we get out of him. And therefore, you cannot build a team around him. We've tried it, and it really backfired on us more than once, to be honest. And that's the thing, like, we're already keeping Jordan Henderson at the club for 200 grand a week when he can't play. And everybody's go-to line with him is, oh, he's needed for the dressing room, which, let's be fair, is, is the weakest excuse in football. As Roy Keane said, like, what does he do? Does he do card tricks? Does he tell a joke? What do you need him for in the dressing room? Do you not have enough strong leaders? We've got... Virgil van Dijk, international captain. Mo Salah, international captain. Andy Robertson, international captain. Dominic Zabozlai, international captain. We've got leaders and big voices in there already. We've got players like Trent, Fabinho, Allison, lads that have been there, done it, won it all. Great players who've actually been the keys to winning these trophies. These lads know how to win. They don't need someone who's inferior to them, 
pointing and shouting at them all the time. So if we're keeping him because whatever on a big salary, we really can't afford to be keeping another on a big salary who's not going to play regularly enough. And the other point that I'd look at is where does he actually fit in this new shape? He can't play the Trent role because he can't do the off-ball stuff, which is dropping back into right-back and chasing wingers. So he's not going to do that. So he can't play Trent's role. He can't play Fabinho's role because he's not a defensive midfielder. And while, yes, he's got good ball-winning stats, that's because he had to have them because no one else would make a tackle. But we've seen him as a six, and it doesn't work. And while, yes, it's a double pivot now, out of possession... It's still a lone pivot because Trent goes back to right back. We also have times where Fab drops to centre back, which again, Thiago can't do. So he can't play in those two roles. Are we going to put him as the backup to Dominic? Is that the best use of him? Uh, he could play there. Right. But again, he'd be the backup. And you, you want Dominic playing most weeks. And then on the left side, and that's also, by the way, where Harvey Elliott and the club captain will play. And on the left side, we've got Alexis, we've got Curtis Jones. Now, is he better than them? Yes, but we've just bought Alexis. He's going to play most games. Curtis showed quite a lot of promise last season and hopefully builds on that. So where is Thiago going to get his games in this new shape anyway? I don't see a good fit for him in any of the four positions. I think the only one he's a great fit for um, in terms of our on-the-ball work, and that is the one where Jones was playing last season, which we now expect McAllister to be in. Yeah, so yeah. there's there's not enough there's not enough game games to go around unless you're making him like a Europa League starter, which is just ridiculous, and that's not enough to justify the salary he gets anyway. Exactly. So, like, we need to be smarter as a club with how we use our resources. We have limited resources. I remember we did a podcast years ago, Carl. Me and you went on the Bib Theorist podcast. And it was probably 2013, I think, before AI kicked off with podcasts. And that was one of the conversations we had about the finite budget at Liverpool. And it's always stuck with me, that conversation we had with, I think it was Harry Hugo and and Stehor and there was somebody else on it. Is it Dan is his name? And we were talking about the budget then. And, and like, while the budget is now bigger, it's still a finite budget. We do not have unlimited money at this club. We have, we have what we have, and it has to be used in the best possible way. And we can't afford to be having 200 grand a week players that might start seven or eight league games. No, and to be honest, we've had that for the last three years with two other players. It's yeah. a bit pointless to offload Ox and Naby now and their wages and Milner, to be honest, with the number of starts and then still keep one of them there. You know, we said this months ago, you've got a, you're sort of forced into a corner in terms of some of the outgoings. You might as well make this summer an entire refresh in midfield at least. Yeah. I mean, look, I'd be, I'd be looking to move Henderson on as well in a surprise to nobody, but I would because what's he offering? He offers nothing on the pitch. And like, I'm sorry, but all this intangible stuff is just nonsense. If your first go-to about a player is intangibles, they shouldn't be at your club. They're not good enough to be at your club. It's not like he's 39 and 
just kind of sticking around as, you know, a, a player slash coach who's much more coached than player and playing one or two games in the cup with the kids and he's on a pay-as-you-play deal. He's earning 10 million quid a year. He's one of the highest earners at the club. And he's one of the worst players in the squad, if not the worst player in the squad at this point. So, like, I'd look to move both of them on. And I'd look to just, like like we've talked, like you've just said, I'd look to do the full midfield rebuild. As things stand, we need that ball winner. We need that defensive presence, whether it's Lavia, whether it's Manu Kone or Florentino Luis or or someone that hasn't been linked yet. And then if Thiago left, you'd look to bring in one more. Now, if Henderson leaves, I don't know that I'd look to replace him because I think you're just going to give more minutes then to the likes of Curtis and that and the likes of Besetic. But if Thiago leaves, a player that does you know really contribute on the pitch... I think you do need to to bring in somebody else, and that would be for me like Emmanuel Kone if if he's not the holding midfielder, so get a second player in with some defensive growl to him, or a, a Catherine Turam, or somebody else who hasn't been linked yet. But I, I don't think it's in any way time to panic because a lot's been made about this. Klopp wants the players in before preseason. Every manager wants the players in before preseason, every single year. But you know what you've never heard? You've never heard Jurgen Klopp say those words. That's just something that journalists have said. But it's not just our journalists. If you read Newcastle journalists or United journalists or City journalists or Arsenal journalists or whoever, they always say in the build-up to the transfer window, the manager wants the business done before the transfer window ends. Oh, sorry, before the before preseason begins. The manager wants the players in before preseason begins so he can work with them. But it never works out that way. It's been the case with Klopp every single summer. He wants all the signings done before preseason starts. And it has never worked out that way, bar the one summer where the only player we brought in was Ibu. I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN Make sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, Mac boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Show me any manager anywhere who gets to the first day of pre-season and says, right, you've had your chance, I don't want any more signings. Yeah, Or, or turns around and goes, you know what I want to do, lads? I don't want to sign anybody until deadline day. 
And then on deadline day, when no one's looking, we're just going to go mental and we'll overpay for everybody. Like, every manager wants, wants the players in before pre-season, but they'll take them when they can get them. It's as simple as that. And the other reason not to panic is we have signed two really, really good midfielders. We've spent like, £100 million and there's still two months left of the window. Yeah. Like, it's July has just begun. I wouldn't even say don't panic. I'd say just don't worry about it or don't think about it at all, to be perfectly honest. Exactly. Like, we signed Alexis three weeks ago, and I think people have actually forgotten that we signed him, which you predicted when it happened, because it was so early in the window, people have just forgotten about it. But we've spent less on Dominic and Alexis combined than Arsenal spent on Declan Rice. And I would bet their combined wages are less than his wages. Because considering they've given Kai Havertz 340 grand a week, I'd imagine Rice is getting similar, which is fucking mental. I can't wait for Martin Odegaard's new contract. He's going to want 700 grand a week. Lunacy. Is there anything else we should touch on before we go today? Um, only in terms of, I suppose, the actual done transfers over the last day or so, I suppose. Um, Mason Mount, obviously, being the first and foremost one. Um, in fact, let's not do the transfers. Let's do Man United just five minutes. Uh, yeah. Mount in, where you think he'll go, and De Gea not in, and uh, supposedly a bid in for Anana, which is a good 12 million short of what Inter want and what United will do or what you think they should do. So I think it's a bad act what they've done to De Gea, agreeing a contract, having him sign it, and then not ratifying it with the league and not really telling him that this is what they were doing and then telling him with days left before the end of his old contract, oh, by the way, we're not doing a new contract with you for now. But would you mind not signing a new deal anywhere else? Because if we flame out with these other guys that we want to replace you, we might circle back to you and maybe do a one-year deal on a much lower wage. I think that's a really bad act. Um, But I do think it was the right time to move on from De Gea. Onana, I don't really know what to make of him. Like he, do you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Bruce Grobelar, where he does, or or, or like a Rene Higuita or a, a Jorge Campos, where he does some really impressive things with the ball at his feet that kind of disguise the fact that the basics of goalkeeping are not a huge strength of his. Like he makes spectacular saves where he claws the ball out of the top corner. And then he let one through his legs. He's very, very shoddy on crosses. I wouldn't call him a reliable shot stopper, but he's very good with his feet. But he does take really big risks that I think when teams get used to him, they'll start to trigger on. A bit like teams did when Allison first arrived and he was doing, you know, fancy things and getting away with them. And then he had to sort of tone it down a little bit. And I don't know if Onana's a a great keeper. And I don't know if he's going to be very good when he tones all that stuff down. So I don't know what to make of him personally, but I wouldn't pay 50 odd million for him. I'd rather buy David Rea for 25, who I'm not a big fan of, 
but I think is more reliable than Onana, even if Onana has certain things he does that Ray is not capable of doing. And where's Mount going to fit? Where's Mount going to play the most minutes? I don't know. I think he's a bad fit there. Like, if you, if you think of Mason Mount, you think number 10 or off the left, because that's where he's played his entire career, as a 10 or on the left of a front three. They've got Marcus, Marcus Rashford on the left. They've got Bruno as their 10. So is he a backup to them? That's a fiercely expensive backup. And wasn't Sancho already a backup there? And isn't Garnacho already in the mix there? So he's not going to play in those roles, I assume. And the logic I've seen from the Boffins at the Atlantic is that, well, he's coming in to play in the Ericsson role. But he's a very different type of player than Ericsson. He doesn't have Ericsson's passing ability. He doesn't have Ericsson's intelligence. He doesn't have Ericsson's ability to control the tempo of a game or break the lines with his, with his disguised passes. Mason Mount's best attacking attributes are his ability to move off ball, his movement, his timing, and his ability to shoot really quickly. I've never seen Mason Mount play in a double pivot, ever. And I've been watching him a long, long time. I've never seen him play in a double pivot. And the idea of him and Casemiro, to me, seems very, very flawed. And the idea that, oh, well, it might be a three where Bruno drops back. So it's Bruno, Casemiro and Mount. That just seems totally unbalanced for me. I don't know who's doing the in-between job that Ericsson did last year, the connecting role. Who's progressing the ball from Casemiro to Bruno or the wingers? Because that's not Mount's game. He might get it and give it quickly and go again, but passing lanes get blocked off and all of a sudden he hasn't got an option. He's turning around and he's giving it back to Luke Shaw. I don't like the Mason Mount. I, I really like Mason Mount as a player. I really do. I think he's a very, very good player. But I don't like the fit at United at all for him. And I also think for a guy with one year left in his deal, coming off a really bad season and season-ending pelvic surgery, I think they've overpaid by quite a bit here. I would have been looking at $40 million for Mason Mount as the ceiling of what I paid with a year left. 55 rising to 60, that for me is him with two or three years left on his deal. I think that maybe, maybe there's a case to say, yeah, he replaces Ericsson in the team, but it would not be the same uh, role. I think that that would be a switch with him and Fernandez. We saw Fernandez playing the deeper role at times last season, um, sort of second half of the season, latter third of the season, maybe when Ten Hag was trying to change things around. I could see the, him doing that. So it's Casemiro, then Fernandez with his passing and ability to drive on from deep, and then Mount as just the top connector. But one, you're going to take away, obviously, the final third threat from Fernandez, which is not the end of the world because he's very, very good at pinging the balls from deep. And if you have got the faster runners from the sides, that's still okay. But yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I... Agree. Mount is not a great fit in this shape, this system, mm-hmm. and that is a big part of the reason why I also didn't think he'd be a good fit or shape when we were linked with him. And like the, the thing is, yeah, Br- Bruno could drop into the deeper role, but like defensively, Bruno's not great. And 
if you're going to have one of them in the final third, surely you want the guy who's capable of 18 to 20 goals and 12 to 15 assists a season in Bruno rather than Mason Mount, whose assists are largely from set pieces, which he won't be on at United with Fernandez there. Um, I just I think it's weird. Like I've seen some United fans suggesting that they're going to move to the same shape that we play. That what they'll actually do is in possession, it'll be a back three of Wan Bissaka, Varane, and the Garden Gnome, with Luke Shaw moving in next to Casemiro, and then Mount and Bruno as kind of two number tens. The best of luck to them. If that's what they try, they will get torn asunder. That is ugly as sin. And Luke Shaw is not good enough on the ball to play that role. Not in tight spaces, not under pressure. And that defense will get absolutely torn to smithereens. I mean, there's a very obvious role Luke Shaw does fit in that system. That's the left-sided centre-back. So why they're moving him further forward, I don't know. Exactly. And what you could do then is you could move Martinez in next to Casemiro. Or and you mean the man might, who's actually played in Holden midfield before. Exactly. And that Outrageous. might work, but you've still got Juan Bissaka in your team, so you know it's not going to work too well. But like there's a ceiling on that team of probably fourth at best, if you get lucky. There's a ceiling of about fourth. And then you're also going to be starting to ask Anthony and Rashford to do a hell of a lot of tracking back. Because Bruno doesn't track. Mount will track. A bit, but when the ball goes behind Mason Mount, he's generally lost from the game. So I don't know. I'm 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 looking forward to seeing how they do it. But the problem they have is that if they do that, now I know they'll move the defensive line up once they have a goalkeeper that can, you know, play a higher line and can sweep like an Onana, but I mean you're really trusting that group, Casemiro Martinez, it's a little bit slow footed. Juan Bissaka, you get four different players every game with him. Varane is very clearly past his best. And Luke Shaw is probably the one defender there that you could rely on in a back three. But like that, that to me just screams beginning of a rebuild, not, you know, 250 million into rebuild. Very quickly to finish up then. And I mean, you get 10 seconds to explain yourself here. As things stand with transfers at the minute, where do you think Liverpool have put themselves in the table? Second. Ahead of Arsenal. Ahead of Arsenal. Yeah, because Arsenal were better than us for 19 games last season. We were better than them over the back half of the season and we weren't particularly good. They're not as good as they were in the first half of the season. Now, I think they're slightly better than they were in the second half of the season where they were on a fifth place form across the last 19 games. I think we're still the second best team in the league. I think these two new signings put us back into that role. I think they're probably third. Man for man, we're a better team with a better manager and we'll have something to prove as well. That's us. Rightio, folks. Thank you, as always, for listening. You've heard Carl. You've heard Guy. I sound like Trev saying that. Uh, Send your thoughts to Downey. He has hurt his knee today and uh, he's a bit upset. So if you're on Twitter, just, you know, send him a kind word. Uh, because he deserves it. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. 
The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.